0: And welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojciechowski.
1: And I'm Marilyn Brown.
0: And this... Oh, go ahead. I was going to Jamie it. has a
1: quote for us today to start us off.
0: Awesome. Uh, it is a quote by Gary Zukov The winter solstice has always been special to me as a barren darkness that gives birth to a verdant future beyond imagination. A time of pain and withdrawal... That produces something joyfully inconceivable, like a monarch butterfly massfully extracting itself from the confines of its cocoon, bursting forth into unexpected glory. Wow.
1: That's really beautiful. Yeah, that's a really beautiful quote. So... don't know that immediately just that really resonated with me just just today because I feel like I'm feeling the season right now even though it's 80 degrees in LA or like in the 70s and it doesn't feel like that season where you go inward like it there's definitely I'm feeling just kind of more pensive lately just kind of more quiet more like a little bit more I don't know if it's down but just kind of lower energy and 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 I can see that in a lot of the people around me and and in my clients and so it's interesting because I think this is a time where like we're expected to be very joyous and you know excited and, and and in a celebratory mood with the holidays but I think like the other side is that there is just kind of this this seasonal lull that that, that we have at this time and 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 it, it's an interesting kind of contrast to to that expectation of, of, right. of joyousness, you know.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the winter solstice is on the 21st, so it's okay. a week away. And what I love about this quote is the, the non-duality of it, in a way, of the contrast between talking about a time that is more barren and, and about almost about death in a way about a nature kind of dying and then coming into a a type of rebirth in the spring and it it's that kind of contrast so it's interesting uh listening you talk about not not necessarily the the nature itself but kind of the way mankind has created uh this this time of year Mm and that it is kind of uh, a a calmer uh colder even if not in in temperature (laughs) it's a darker time and yet we've added so much importance on on holidays and various things that keep the energy uh, kind of at at a peak for the the year in a lot of ways so there's it's interesting that even i think that that duality exists as a. a very strong role in in nature and even when we try to separate ourselves from nature there's still that element that's there
1: yeah yeah definitely and 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 that 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 kind of death rebirth period I think that like in nature we we expect it and and we you know, I think some welcome it, but we, we expect it. We know there's not always a growing season. We recognize that, like, there's seasons and there's times where there's, you know, you harvest and then there's nothing and things look very barren. And, and yet there's growth happening underneath. There's still stuff, you know, the, the plants are still alive. And, and so I think we, we we expect that with nature. But with ourselves, we don't really give ourselves permission to have those slower seasons, those seasons where we do go inward and where we're not necessarily as productive and it's difficult because our world isn't set up to have those seasons. You know, for most people, we have to work year round. We don't really have an opportunity, you know, like people did thousands of years ago when we were completely agricultural and when there there was nothing growing, there wasn't really a lot to do. And so you kind of had to to go inward and and allow that time of rest, but we're not really set up to do that in our, our societies, but yet that's kind of, I think that natural, that natural pull to slow down and to allow ourselves this time to go inward and kind of be more reflective in order to be ready for the spring, you know, and for that, that more active season, that growing season. I think that like, you know, again with plants, it's not like they're, they're dead when there's nothing on the surface, when you can't see the plants, they're still, you know, they're still taking nutrients. They're still doing that work with the roots underneath the surface. And so kind of recognizing that like, that's how they're able to bloom, you know, fully and beautifully in the spring. Um, and we, but we don't really allow that for ourselves. And so that's kind of something I've been thinking about more, but also like trying to give myself permission to do and, and try to help my clients give themselves permission to find ways where you can allow yourself to slow down and be more in line with what the season is, is, is calling us to do.
0: Right. I I think it's interesting, too. It's something I've been thinking a lot about is just our relationship with nature Mm -hmm. and how, as as a society, we kind of often see ourselves as separate from nature. We try to separate ourselves from it, but the reality of it and the, the science of it is that we are completely interconnected, whether we acknowledge it or not. And I think a lot of the... Issues we have as a culture, uh, just the the heightened psychological issues that seem to be growing a- every year, and and the cultural problems and the political problems. I think a lot of it stems from us trying to separate ourselves from nature. and And the reality is that no matter how much we try to separate ourselves, both physically or mentally from that connection the connections there so i think a lot of those kind of negative outcomes are part of that are a results of kind of that that struggle that we our bodies know and our i think our innate beings know that we are completely interconnected with all of nature which means each other and, and everything around us even though we fight against that that principle uh and i think just with the winter solstice i think it's it's great going off of what you're talking about is just the difficulty in in our, our human lives to remember nature and to feel that connection and to slow down i think a way to to do that is to just incorporate that awareness into whatever holidays you you celebrate like I don't think you need to celebrate winter solstice as it's as its own thing you you very well can I do but Mm -hmm. I think just (laughs) even if you're if you're celebrating Hanukkah if you're celebrating Christmas or whatever it is if you just bring a little awareness to nature during that time I think you will see a a benefit and, and see kind of that that connection and and be able to feel calm and whatever that if that's just going for a walk and appreciating lights on trees or or whatever whatever it is I think just finding a a moment to really uh, be in nature and and feel that that connection Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I, I really like that I think that that's that's a very mindful way to kind of to 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 be aware of the season and to incorporate that into into where into where we're at and into kind of culturally how we already do things you know I think that makes so much sense and and that connection to nature I think that like you know for myself I find that when I'm able to intentionally take those moments and find a way to connect to nature with whatever that is it really does create a sense of peace for me and it's not permanent right nothing is permanent but it's it it does create this kind of sense of peace and I think it is that reminder that we are connected to everything it's kind of that I think a lot of times we are very anxious very kind of just feeling like we're spinning out Mm -hmm. like kind of like we're not anchored to anything and that reminder that that connection to nature whatever kind of those moments are like if I go and I just literally just will go and there's a park um like a block away from my house. And so sometimes I'll just go and there's like this really cool tree and I'll just sit on the roots of that tree for maybe like five or 10 minutes. It doesn't even have to be that long, but I find that I just don't feel as lost as I did before I got there. Like I just, I do, I feel anchored by something. And I think you're right. It's just that reminder that we are connected, that that we're not just kind of spinning out in the universe on our own, that we're we're connected to everything. And if we can take those moments that it really does, help kind of create peace
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and the other thing i I love about going back to the quote is the uh, metaphor with the monarch butterfly Mm -hmm. and kind of this this idea that and i'll read again it's, it's like a monarch butterfly masterfully extracting itself from the confines of its cocoon bursting forth into unexpected glory and I think that has it has so many different things I love about it. Uh, it has the whole idea of the the unexpected, and not really knowing. Being in the moment is is not knowing what's going to happen, but it's preparing yourself to be able to deal with whatever comes in in a, in a mindful way because you're already present. And I think that's very much. I mean the the a caterpillar d- doesn't know it's going to become a butterfly. It goes through these steps in the moment that that lead to that, uh, and to nurturing the conditions to to develop into something. And I think the other thing uh, I love about it is also the the kind of the the struggle in it because I think we've talked about this before. For a lot of people, uh, this is a time both. In the holidays and going into New Year's, it's a, it's a time where people do self-reflect and uh, that self-reflection can bring up a lot of pain and a lot of struggle and a lot of uh, regret for a lot of people. And I I, I think that the, the metaphor for the butterfly is interesting because it it implies, at least when I think about it, there's an implied pain in, in that kind of growth yeah. uh, of being cocooning yourself and really just kind of, I mean, I think that the metaphor of the cocoon is, I mean, you're basically just sheltering You're you're surrounding yourself You're There's no movement. There's no, you're just kind of closing, closing something in order to, to grow and, and to develop. And I think there's a, there's a sense of pain there. So okay. I think with the, the rebirth just, and it's, it's not about, being appreciative of the pain or any of that of just understanding that 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 pain and that death in, in a way or that that barren nature is, is part of the the rebirth
1: right right That 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 pain is 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 an avenue kind of to that next step you know and right. i think that's a lot of times where we struggle that you know we 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 want to get to that next part, but we don't want to feel that pain. We don't want to actually experience that. And so I think that, that, that you're right when the, the, you know, when that caterpillar goes into the cocoon, it's, it's totally just mindful of being in whatever that moment is. So it's feeling whatever it's going through in the transformation process and, and, and that growth of kind of um, bursting out as the butterfly later. But I think for, for us, we, we, we pull away from that. You know, we want to numb out, the feelings. And so a lot of times this season brings up a lot of just kind of difficulties with past trauma and things for people. And, and un, un, understandably, so we don't want to feel that pain and in And our, our initial reaction is to pull away and to find some way to numb it out or to avoid it. And I think that, you know, unfortunately that kind of just keeps it there and it, and it, and it keeps it stuck. And we're not able to kind of move through that pain and actually experience it and, 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 and let it go in the process of kind of that, death, rebirth. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we're continuing to carry that pain. Um, and, and yeah, I think that, 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 that makes sense that, that the, there's gotta be like a surrender to it almost like a surrender of full acceptance of this is the experience right now. This is what I'm experiencing right now. This is whatever has come up for me right now and allowing yourself to kind of feel that so that you can be in that next space and be ready to receive the unexpected in the future.
0: Right, and yeah, I think it is interesting because I think that is the the reason why a lot of people uh, struggle to uh, cope with certain things or or uh, achieve the goals they they want to achieve or whatever it is, is because they're focused on where they want to go and and also kind of controlling controlling what's happening now Mm -hmm. so in the caterpillar thing like with the the, the, what you were talking about the the pain getting through the pain the cocoon is the pain and Mm -hmm. so many people are the caterpillars who want to just become the butterfly but they want to skip the cocoon stages and that's what creates the butterfly so i think just the awareness of it because i think the the other problem is that most people aren't aware that they're skipping that stage they don't see Mm -hmm. that stage as a a caterpillar doesn't. I I don't think a caterpillar says, Oh, it's time for me to be in a cocoon. Now they just are embracing what's natural. And I think that's an important thing about pain, about excitement, about any emotions is we, we are animals, we are nature and we feel these things for a reason. We're, we're wired to feel for a specific reason. So I think, running away from it is stopping mm-hmm. potential growth and, and stopping us from being able to to move on and, and do these things and, I, and that's true with positive emotions with with negative emotions with wherever you're at mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. right yeah i think that you know we we tend to want to avoid those negative emotions more but i definitely think that you know there's that it's that just kind of resistance to it that actually keeps it around, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's that quote, it's whatever you resist persists. I don't know who (laughs) quoted that, but I've heard it for a very long time and it makes sense, but it's like, we don't, I don't think we realize that we're resisting it. I think it's just, it's just reactions. It's like, if you touch a hot stove, you pull your hand away. It's just kind of these automatic, I feel triggered. This is uncomfortable. Let me pull away rather than Mm -hmm. like being able to, and I think this comes with the, the practice of mindfulness when you're able to sit in the emotions and have that awareness and kind of intentionally be observing what -hmm. comes up and and what doesn't versus kind of being in it where, where we are kind of most of the time in our lives. I think that's what really allows you to use that information because I think when we, when we avoid the feeling, we miss the message, you know, and our, our feelings, our emotions are communicating something to us. And so if we are avoiding, you know, that, that feeling then we're not able to receive that message and kind of know what to do with it and, and how to move forward.
0: Right? And I think too culturally we at least in in the west, we've are created our societies to and I don't I don't think we intentionally did this. I think it was just an outcome of kind of industrializing and, and separating ourselves from nature is we've created the conditions to make it really easy to uh, push emotions uh, aside and and to hide in these things. I think if we were in cultures that were much more community-based and and nature-based where we would have those connections, I think we would naturally embrace them more. Um, but because we've created a society of dualism that that's very separate um and in a lot of ways very ego driven uh i think it it just gives us a lot of it, it kind of cultivates that hiding and then that pushing away and that fear and that shame and i think there's just so many emotions that come along with it for many different reasons but I, I it's interesting because i'm trying to think well how natural is it for us as humans to do that um Mm -hmm. versus how much of that has been a byproduct of the societies we've created right right and it's it's, i mean it's most likely a combination of of the two Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah but no that is that is interesting because as you were we're talking about that i was just thinking of you know the long list of things you know in my own life that are just such active distractions that i really have to like do so much work to kind of find that, okay, I'm numbing out by doing this. I'm not allowing myself to experience my life when I'm, you know, overly focusing on like watching the news or something like that, or um, binging Netflix or something like just realizing there's so many different things that we are um, surrounded by that, um, that allow us to, to, to check out and actually support us in checking out. You know, and actually that's kind of, there's like a culture built around checking out. And so I think that it is interesting to kind of think about like, is the checking out the natural part? Or is it like, where would we be if we didn't have all of these these kind of tools um, to to avoid?
0: Right. And I think too, I think that the natural part, I'm thinking, uh, I, I recently had a death in the family. And when I was home, uh, I was observing kind of, my own and another's kind of coping mechanisms mm-hmm. um and what i tend to do is i tend to like to instantly be of service so i like to stay as busy as possible helping whoever needs help um and that's kind of my uh coping mechanism yeah. and it's 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 interesting because it's i guess a a positive coping mechanism is that i'm being of service but at the end of the day it, it is a way for me to Kind of avoid feeling what I'm actually feeling and kind of and hide it. And it, at the same time, it, I think it does help. That specific coping mechanism helps move that energy a, a little bit because it's it's still in my focus is to connect with people and and you know to be of service. But it's still a, a defense mechanism for me to not feel. So it's 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 interesting because it's not. It's not just a, a black and white issue. It, totally. It's, uh, it's there's so much gray, mm-hmm. gray area in it.
1: Yeah, it's very nuanced. That's something that a lot of us therapists kind of have is that you know we we recognize that part of this work allows us to not to kind of not avoid our own stuff, but to focus on other people and be of service and help and not you know help others kind of deal with their stuff, but also recognizing that we also have our own work that needs to be done and it can be very easy to avoid that when you're when you're focusing on helping others and so that's kind of that balance is 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 learning because I do think that I do think that helping others and, and being of service is a coping skill and I think it can really like you said help move that energy but I also think it's very easy to overly focus on that and and avoid you know avoid your own stuff and so it's kind of that I mean with with anything there needs to be a balance.
0: Yeah, and I think with the with the quote in, in general, that's what I think the overarching theme is for me. And just in in solstices in in general, whether it's the summer solstice or the winter solstice, the thing that I connect to is the the, the balance of nature, um, and just the 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 poetry kind of surrounding it. And I mean the the literal poetry of of humans expressing themselves in art when they represent nature as a very balanced kind of experience. Mm -hmm. Plus I think the science of it and and the technical aspect of it is, is is a very balanced reality. So Mm -hmm. I think that it's just, I think it's a good time to check in with ourselves to Mm -hmm. see where that balance is. And if, if it's off kilter, how we can move it more towards being, um, Balance, And I think it's about, you know, finding where you're at and, and moving where you can, um, because I think it it's in the society we, we live in, it's very hard to be balanced all, all the time. Um, and I think it's a little yes. unrealistic because even in nature, nature is about uh, balance for, for me isn't a, a state of being it's a it's a um, it's a fluctuating process so and I think that once once I started understanding that and seeing that in myself is that it's 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 a process that I'm constantly in the the pressure to stay balanced and always be calm and and these things kind of just went away and I was a little more accepting of what the reality is
1: yes I love that I, I love that like that recognition that that you know the, the the solstice is seeking that balance and but there's only if we recognize that there's only two solstices per year so there's only two times where the earth is fully imbalanced and the rest of the time it's doing what we're doing so it's kind of seeking that balance and so I think it it actually can can teach us compassion for ourselves of kind of recognizing like I can't expect myself to be balanced all the time like you said I have to recognize that like it's constantly a state of a flux there's constantly fluctuations and and it's a process and and when you're able to be mindful of that that it there's so much less pressure to kind of meet a goal and get to a place and then just be there and stay there because the the earth doesn't do that the nature doesn't do that so why would we expect that of ourselves um yeah yeah that's 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 one of those really i think really beautiful things when we kind of think about the solstice as a whole, is it's like that those those two points where there's that much balance, but then the rest of the time there's there's that there's constantly that kind of motion of of,
0: of moving towards that. Right. And it's really it's interesting in, in thinking about balance. I'm trying to think well, what does that actually mean and in in context of the, the solstices for, for it's really just a, a tipping point. It's from once moving from one stage into the next, and it's really just with the, I mean, the sun is really what it comes down to. It's just if we go from the day of the sun being at its lowest to starting to be longer and longer each day, and I, I think too, it's it's a great representation of the extreme right of rebirth, but the the reality and the other thing I see in it is that rebirth can happen at any moment and because we are in a process of trying to balance ourselves there's no specific time where rebirth needs to happen i think of this every time new year's resolutions and all these come out and i think it's great to uh use when we are in these these heightened states and we can really see the the example of that rebirth to then reflect but i think it's also important to remember that rebirth is happening every moment so you can pick to have that 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 change at any time it doesn't have to be on a specific date within a specific event
1: right right it's a kind of a more gradual evolution process and there's changes happening you know constantly yeah i think that's that that's something that we we i think we look for like those very dramatic shifts in ourselves and we kind of expect those dramatic shifts but when i this is something that I actually like to do during this time is I, I I journal a lot. And so like around now I'll kind of start going through old journals and just kind of reading things. And that actually really helps me recognize how much growth has happened over the years that I haven't really noticed or given myself any kind of credit for recognition for kind of just recognizing, Oh, wow. You know, all of this has happened. And I was focused on looking at like very big kind of, um, dramatic things but when i actually look back over the time i realize that you're you know there's this growth and this rebirth that's kind of happening gradually throughout the process
0: yeah i love that and i think it's just because i mean we are in the in the process of rebirth and and growth and and fluctuation of balance at all times so because we're, we're experiencing that. I think it is harder to sense every little change because we're always changing. We would be constantly just being like, oh, I changed there. I changed there. I changed there. Something is new. <laughs> so I think we look for those bigger kind of representations of, of change because they're, they're just easier to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think those are important to celebrate what I love about yours. And I'm just thinking about Mine too. What is what is interesting? Is you see the big thing, but then as you reflect deeper, you start to see all the little steps that that got you there. And without one of those l- small things, you probably wouldn't have been able to climb the ladder to the 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 one achievement you're looking at. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Now I'm excited for next week in the winter solstice. I
1: know. I know. <laughs> the twenty first is it exactly? It's Thursday, so it's a week from today yeah mm-hmm. I'm excited too. I always I, I, I've just kind of become just started paying more attention to the solstice and and to kind of trying to pay more attention to nature and give myself permission to follow nature a little bit more. So mm-hmm. yeah the solstice is always kind of an exciting time now just to, to to be able to look at like where I've gone, where I'm headed and 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 be content with where I'm at right in this moment.
0: Yeah, I guess for homework, I'm just curious how people, I guess, celebrate the the solstice. Because for me, I mean, I don't do, I just, I try each year to uh, find a, a place in nature that's as separated from civilization as I can find where I'm at. And I just sit for a little bit without my phone, without any uh, electronics, without anything, and just kind of experience I guess nature listen and and try to engage my my senses in in nature for just a time and and appreciate it. And then I go back to my life. (laughs) So nothing huge, but I'm, yeah, I'm just curious how people kind of bring both celebrate it if you celebrate, but also kind of bring the, the metaphor and and the meaning of the, the solstice into this time of year.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. I want
0: to hear that as well. Awesome. And you can uh, let us know on Twitter or Facebook. We have a Facebook group and it's Mindfulness in Action Civil Discourse. All right. Thank
1: you guys. Have a great week. week.